0: Get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
1: Check one, check one. Check, 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 check one. Welcome into the Atlanta Enquirer podcast. Jeremy Warner, Atlanta Inquirer publisher, here with you yet again. And sadly, we are wrapping up the position previews. I've had so much fun uh, talking with some experts, some former Illini that you know well, previewing each of the positions, getting you ready for the season opener, which is in just two weeks, uh, recording this October 9th. And, and Lovey Smith even mentioned today on our Zoom call that he doesn't know the exact date or time of the Wisconsin kickoff. Yeah, that still could be the Friday night, October 23rd, or it could be Saturday, October 24th. Just the tentative date right now is the 24th that Saturday at Wisconsin. But we are just two weeks away from Illinois football um, playing, and I think we've done a pretty good job here of getting you ready breaking down the roster and what this year means for each of these positions, what these positions mean for the Illinois season ahead. And whether it's been Riley O'Toole or Mike Dudek or Dre Brown or Martin O'Donnell or Jay Lehman or Kevin Mitchell, I think all have been very, very insightful about those positions and about the personnel Illinois has at those positions. But I'm going to say that we might have saved the most insightful for last And I think you might learn more in this position preview podcast than any. And I hope you actually clicked on this one because I'm guessing the numbers for this one, because it's the unsexiest place of football, uh, won't be as great as some of the other ones. But I'm fine with that because I think people that do click on this one and listen to the entire conversation will come away knowing a lot more about this position than any other position we've talked about. And it's not even really a position. It's a unit uh, of very different people with very different skill sets. It's the special teams unit. And arguably, this has been the strongest uh, unit on Lovey Smith's program uh, the last several years. And uh, Bob Legaschewski has done a really, really good job. Um, people might complain about recruiting a little bit with Bob Ligaszewski because he doesn't bring in the four-star talents or whatever it is, but he's really good at recruiting his position. He's really good at developing his position, and he's really good at finding guys at other parts of the roster, other position groups who will be bought into special teams. And today... I brought in an expert who knows this really, really well, because he played for Bob Bogusiewski for a year, played for other special teams coaches at Illinois as well. He's a local guy. He's a part of the program now as part of the Illini Radio Network. Uh, He's a sideline reporter, which not going to be able probably to do this year due to COVID. uh, But Michael does a really good job. It's Michael Martin, former Illini long snapper. And I just had a fantastic conversation with him. Whether it's long snapping, his forte, punting, and what uh, Blake Hayes' next step could be kicking and how James McCourt has turned into the guy of the kicking room when a lot of people thought he might not ever be that. But also talking about some of the guys who've stood out on special teams, some of the guys who stood out on the coverage units and what they need out of the kick returners and punt returners, which has kind of been a really inconsistent, to be honest with you, subpar position for Illinois until Dre Brown had a really good year last year as a kick returner. But of course, Dre has moved on with his life. So I think you're going to enjoy this. If you listen to this, I would encourage you to listen all the way through. Michael Martin teaches us more about special teams. I think anybody's taught us about football during this whole position preview, and that's not a slight of anybody who's joined us. It's just we don't talk a lot about special teams a lot, and usually that can be a good thing if we're not talking about them. But I loved talking to special teams. Michael Martin, hear all of that conversation coming up next on the Illini Inquirer podcast. old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome into the One Enquirer podcast. Jeremy Warner, Alana Enquirer publisher here with you. And we couldn't go through these position previews without talking about a position and, and a unit of the team that accounts for what, 15, 20% of the snaps during a game. And uh, who better to bring on than Michael Martin, former Illinois long snapper and uh, now Illinois Radio Network sideline reporter for Illinois football games, to break down the importance of this unit. Michael, thanks for joining us, man.
0: Thanks for having me.
1: Well we gotta give special teams its' due because, like I said Michael um I don't think people know like how big of a part of or how many plays you guys impact every game
0: The game of football is a positional battle it's about all about field position um and it, the high scoring player uh last year was James McCord on the team um it you don't think about it until it uh there's something messed up special teams it's you don't think about it until you really need it. Um, so, you look at the positional battle uh, last year against Purdue. Blake Hayes hits a bomb, goes out at the one-yard line, that turns into a pick-six for the for the defense. You think about scoring when you don't think you need it, and when you do think you need it. Uh, James McCourt, uh, last few seconds of the Wisconsin. Wisconsin game <laughs> who doesn't who doesn't remember that it, you, you don't think about it until you need those guys and we've put together uh coach league has put together uh, quite a group uh, quite a specialist room and it's it's really been fun to watch them grow as players and improve and be such a force on this team
1: yeah, it's interesting, Michael. It's almost like you guys would rather not be talked about unless it's like that highlight of a play. Because usually if we're talking about the specialists, it's usually for bad reasons. Like, oh, we noticed them. That's not a good thing, especially from your position, long snapper.
0: Right. And Ethan's done a very excellent job of being that unknown guy. But he's been he's been Mr. Consistent on uh, special teams. Um, he started all 13 games last year. He's been, um, He's played 36 games in total, um, and he's made himself a force on, uh, on the coverage unit. He had uh, two solo tackles and an assist tackle uh, last year, um, which is good for a long snapper because you don't, you don't think of those guys as being down the field threats, but Ethan's one of those guys.
1: Well, before we get too uh, into these guys individually, Michael, I did want to ask you about Bob Wieschewski, because Lovey Smith cares a lot about special teams, uh, so much so that he invested to get Bob Wieschewski from the NFL. You were with Liggs for a year. I know you've been around this group. You know this group well. What has he brought as a special teams coach?
0: He brings an intensity and uh, an air of accountability that, is was some of the best that i was around when i was a player um he wants he expects the best out of you he and he he doesn't treat you like a child he doesn't treat you like a kid he treats you he treats you like a man and expects you when you're out on that field to do your job to do it well um he one of the things that he expects out of any player on special teams whether it's his specialists or um anybody on kickoff, kickoff return, punt, punt return, is that you're going to have juice every play. You're going to hit the guy across from you harder than uh, he's going to hit you. Um, he, he expects out excellence, and I think we've really seen that the past few years um, as his special teams program has been able to uh, expand.
1: And you mentioned uh, he's put together a really good room. He also seems to have a pretty good eye for talent in, in developing that talent so far.
0: Yes, he does. Um, he He's done a very good job of making sure that um, he challenges guys every day. Um, even outside of the specialist room, we see uh, guys that don't necessarily see the field on offense or defense. Uh, a lot of walk-ons, a lot of... Uh, a lot of positional guys that just don't see the field otherwise and seeing them excel like names that come to mind are Christian Boback, mm-hmm. Michael Marques. Uh, lest we forget one of the uh, big impact players on special teams last year near the beginning of the year was Devin Witherspoon. Yeah. And he became a major force, um, especially in that Wisconsin game, catching up to, um, catching up to stop a, a touchdown. And he was he finds diamonds in the rough, and he, he forces them, for the lack of a better term, to be at their best, and it really shows out.
1: Well, Blake Hayes is getting All-America uh, preseason honors, uh, deservedly so. He was the Big Ten punter of the year last year. Obviously, we see it, Michael, but what shines most about Blake? Why did he earn uh, these honors here recently?
0: I think it's not just that he has a big leg cuz he does but it's he's been it's that he's been consistent and uh to make a parallel to, to make an analogy that uh kickers and punters like to use uh he has a, a lot of golf clubs in his bag yeah uh he can he's got a driver where he can just absolutely boot the ball um but he also has a wedge where he can uh, put it inside the twenty, inside of the ten, and pin uh, opposing offenses deep, and it really, uh, it really gives a significant advantage to Illinois in the field position battle because an opposing offense never ever wants to be backed up, but uh, time and time again, we find that um, Blake's able to do that.
1: I think some people would say, man, he's the big 10 punter of the year. Uh, how can he get better? Well, I I think he's a next level punter and to be that he's got to even improve from what he's been doing. So what, what are things you think he can do to actually get better this season?
0: That's a good question. I mean, you, you look at the numbers of inside the 20, um, he had, uh, quite a few, uh, punts inside the 20 this past season, um, he had 32 well what if we close down that gap what about punts inside of the 10 Mm -hmm. where what if we can get um, total number of punts inside the 10 to 32 that'd be obscene and crazy but it'd be uh, it'd be extremely uh, good for his resume he had 22 punts last year that were 50 plus and he's just improved year after year he's added about um, a little over a uh, yard uh, every year to his punt average. So if we do that, and crunch those numbers, that's 45 and a half uh, yards per punt. I mean, he's just got he's his legs been he's gotten better over time, mm-hmm. and if he continues his trend of uh, improvement, then uh, he's far and away going to be. Uh, the best uh, punter in Illinois history, maybe even big 10 history. He's already one of the best in Illinois history, but he has that chance to take that next level that next step to uh, prominence.
1: Yeah. I I think uh, of all the players on the team, he's as good as what he does uh, as anybody. Um, He also doubles as a holder, Michael, which I think could help him at the next level as well. It's not a job. Again, most of us think about, but what are, what are the intricacies of that role? What, what, is the, um, what, what needs to be done in that role that most people might not think about?
0: Well, it's all about a, a field goal operation is all about uh, chemistry and consistency. So when, whenever you're not doing live reps, the specialists go off and they practice by themselves. And it, it's a tight-knit room, usually consisting of about seven or eight guys in the room. So if you can practice with the same snapper, the same holder, and the same kicker, time after rep, after rep, after rep, it becomes more habitual and you, have to, you don't have to think about it as much. Um, and when you have someone like a backup quarterback or a wide receiver that is your holder, it, it's definitely possible, um, but it's just not necessarily as smooth as someone who is going to be there every single day uh, being able to build that chemistry. Um, it's, it's about comfort. It's being able to, uh, it's for the kicker to be able to look down like, all right, I have, I've, I've kicked with this snapper before. I've, I've kicked with this holder before. These are my guys. I don't have to worry about them. All I have to worry about is getting the kick through the uprights and just being that presence, uh, being able to be that force in, uh, on that field,
1: that's a great point that, that I don't think a lot of people would think about. Is you know, if it's, a, it's if it's a backup quarterback, he's busy. Well, you guys are doing that every day. That's a, that's a great point. Um, so, Ethan Tabell, what a story he is as a long snapper. You know, uh, showing up to Illinois didn't really have a spot, but was outside of the dorms hitting a ball up against the, the brick there at the six pack. Um, wh- what have you seen from his emergence during his career, Michael?
0: He's definitely gone about this in a very mature way he's he's been mature since ever since I met him Um, I had the opportunity yet he actually reached out to me uh, prior to his first game and he said hey I'd like to I'd like to meet up with you and talk to you about game day and everything that goes into it Um, and that showed me that he was he was open to critique he was open to coaching and he was he really, really wanted to prove himself as I'm the guy. Uh, his his freshman year, uh, or I'm not sure if you should call it a redshirt freshman year, but his first season, he was splitting the job with uh, another long snapper, Sean Mills. Sean ends up transferring after the year, um, and Ethan became the guy. And Ethan's just been, he's been Mr. Consistent. He he, he's had some snaps here or there that I've seen that, okay, maybe, maybe that one could have been a little bit lower, that one could have been a little bit higher, but the, the laymen aren't going to notice. He's been, uh, he's been very consistent, and uh, he's just grown into the role. He doesn't take himself too seriously, but he knows when, to, when it gets down to business, he's going to be the guy.
1: Moving on to James McCourt, um, you know, a lot of people, even I think some on that staff, didn't think McCourt could, would eventually be the guy. I mean, they, they brought in Caleb Griffin, I think, to be the heir apparent to, to Chase McLaughlin, and Caleb had a really good spring last year, but McCourt overtook him in the fall, and then he goes down in a line eye lore uh, with that kick against Wisconsin, and boy, he showed a big leg last year. Uh, what did you see from him, and, and did you expect this out of James at some point?
0: well James and I were teammates my senior year so uh, he's the only specialist in the room that I would I was uh, fortunate to be on the team with so I had always been uh, I had always had his back and I wanted to see him succeed and I also wanted to see a local product Caleb succeed so I was a little split <laughs> but um, I I know that the years that he uh, was behind chase he uh, he matured a lot, and he just um, he he became the guy. Uh, it, it's I know that's kind of vague, but when you see uh, someone with the confidence and the ability to back that confidence up, uh, go out and kick a big ball like he does, it's it's no question he's uh, been able to be the guy um he he's got the leg for it obviously he set uh, he tied two records last year longest uh uh road field goal and longest field goal in illinois history and the big kick against wisconsin obviously and he's just been he's been what coach Leg needs does he need work sure if you if you miss one kick you need work if you uh if you kick, if if you miss a kick, you need work. If you hit a crossbar, you need work. I mean, unless you're perfect, you can always improve. And James is one of those guys that will put his nose to the grindstone, really embrace the uh, embrace the process. And um, I know that Caleb is right behind him, um, forcing him to be better. And mm-hmm. once James' time is done, whether that's this season or uh, next season with the uh, the extended eligibility rules. um, Caleb's going to jump in and uh, be that guy. And they've made each other better for
1: sure. Absolutely. You wonder if McCourt sticks around for that Ireland game, if they play that Ireland game to see if he goes there. Um, But I do want to ask you about that, uh, Michael, is that there's a real two deep here. Um, They had another Australian punter, Hugh Robertson, who's the oldest guy in the room now at 27 years old, Caleb, a kicker. I think Illinois would be comfortable sending him out there in a game. And uh, Aiden Hall has been here for a few years as a as a long snapper now. Um, what, what's the impact of that? It, it feels like, you know, a lot of the times specialists don't get hurt, but but it can happen. And uh, what what do you think you need to see out of those guys, or how do they approach this year as they learn from the guys in front of them?
0: It's it it's all about exposure to situations. Um, you there's only so many game type situations that you can simulate prior to actually going into the game. So it. With Caleb being around uh, as long as he has, I think that he's learned a lot from Chase, and from he will learn continue to learn from James. Um, with Hugh, uh, man who makes me feel young again because he's <laughs> older than I am, uh, <laughs> uh, he he needs to be like a sponge and uh, really learn from Blake uh, because he doesn't have uh, as many opportunities. Um, Especially if uh, Blake ends up going to the league this next year. Uh, same with Aiden. You just have to uh, you have to be a sponge. Prepare yourself. Learn um, learn your predecessors' uh, process. Understand. Okay, that doesn't necessarily work for me, but I can take that, adapt it to what can make me better. And uh, being able to just not be surprised when your number's called. Prepare yourself every, day, every game day like you're the one going in. Um, it's It'll be very important for them to uh, be able to earn that experience.
1: Illinois also must replace, I would guess, they'd be called, Michael, the sexy positions of returners. Uh, even though Illinois has not been... All that great um, punt return and kick return, though. Dre Brown was really good last year as a kick returner. Didn't house one, but he had a lot of a great average. Uh, Jordan Holmes, who's kind of an underrated guy the last couple years, uh, he's left the program, and he was their main punt returner last year. What do you think of their options, whether it's Kyron Cumby, Kamari Thompson, I don't know if Trayvon Sidney will be healthy enough, uh, Donnie Navarro. Um, what's the key uh, for Illinois back there?
0: Well, I know that uh, that Coach Lig is hungry for a touchdown. Uh, he has an adage for his returners. Uh, to make a touchdown, you got to break one tackle and make another man miss. and He's got to find that guy who is, is going to break that tackle and make another man miss. Um, there, We kind of had a revolving door at a punt returner, definitely, um, with Jordan Holmes um, taking the bulk of it, but I would assume that uh a an up and coming wide receiver would probably take that spot. Um, maybe Casey Washington, maybe some a guy uh with a little wiggle like Donnie Navarro. Uh we'll we'll really have to see there. Um and then a running back is uh a good guy to fill in at the uh at the uh kick returner position. Uh I'd like to see Chase Brown jump in. That'd be fun. Um Dre likes to joke that uh, he, uh, he's their father or something <laughs> like that. It's, but it'd be interesting. Yeah. Um, I'd, I'd like to see some uh, younger guys get involved there, uh, but it, it'll be really interesting to see regardless because uh, I know uh, League, uh in its fifth year with the program, is really itching for a touchdown on special teams.
1: I think it's been since V'Angelo Bentley, Michael, 2013, did both. 2013, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think that was the last time uh, that happened. Jakari Norwood would be another interesting one uh, to throw in that mix, I too. agree. Uh, coverage units have been pretty good. I, I think they've they've really improved the last couple of years. And, and you mentioned some of the names, whether it's uh, Devin Witherspoon was amazing uh, on special teams coverage. And even though he was pretty thin as a freshman, uh, just just bought into that and, you know, t- Tariq Barnes, another guy I think to watch, Dale Von Campbell. But how, how does Wiggs get people to buy in uh, to that role, especially these younger guys who come in thinking they're probably going to start right away?
0: Right, and he gets them to buy in because he's going to find guys that don't necessarily have another path to the to the field, um, especially like like this defense. We have an we have an established defense, so um, we we have some spots. Uh, that coach leg says hey you may not be the starter at corner you may not be the starter at safety but if you're going to if you want to prove to us that you're you belong on the travel squad you need to show me right now that you're the guy for special teams mm-hmm. if you can do this well then i can go to bat for you in the defensive meeting room is he in the defensive meeting room not necessarily but it it shows the it shows the abilities of uh, what a player brings to the table once the uh, once the whistle blows. So it'll be interesting to see what backups really uh, show out on special teams and uh, make themselves a uh, known force on uh, the coverage units.
1: and I'm think I'm sitting here thinking, Michael, how many guys that were Illinois players? found their way to the nfl because of special teams right like fedge has made a career out of it um hardy nickerson's made a career out of it you're seeing Delshawn Phillips before he went down with injury that was a big part and of course chase is there um i mean that, that's that's a way not only to you know get your way to to the nfl but also a way just to as you did uh find a find a way to get on a big 10 team and eventually you're in a scholarship
0: exactly and uh also, also throw in my guy, Justin Hardy, Yeah, sure. um, down with the Saints. He's a, a special teams uh, juggernaut down there for them. Um, it's, it's for some players, it's a uh, check your ego at the door because, oh, I'm, I'm such and such wide receiver. I'm such and such linebacker. Well, you're in college now, and if you really want to play, you're going to find a way to play. Um, special teams really has a knack of finding the ballers uh on a team guys that d- they don't care where it is what it is if i can get on the field i'm going to go get it and i'm going to do it the best i can
1: that's well put find the ballers because yeah you got to love football uh, to play those michael i want to ask you for for anybody listening um that might not be I, I was 5'9 185 in high school playing offensive line for a 4a team i was never going to play uh, offensive line in the big 10 or linebacker or whatever it was. Um, but you found a way by long snapping. How did you get into that? And, and what would you tell people that might be interested in long snapping?
0: So my freshman year of high school, uh, my high school, co- uh, my freshman year coach, coach urges. He basically said, Hey, uh, there's this thing. It's called long snapping. We need one. Um, we need a long snapper. Uh, Everyone go over there uh, that's interested, and uh, we'll see what you can do. Now, um, I, w- I tried it. I was absolutely horrendous at it, but um, I did it. I tried it a few times, and I thought to myself, you know what? I can, I can figure this out. Um, and I ended up teaching myself. I was a uh, reserve long snapper on varsity my uh, sophomore year. Then I became the guy my junior and senior year. And you know i I really didn't think I had a chance at playing at the next level, but my junior year um, uh, in the off season in between junior and senior year, I got some recruiting letters I'm like I can do this question <laughs> mark um, this is a thing, and uh, I went that summer I went to a few camps um, uh, special teams camps uh, went to one in at Illinois, obviously, um, Wisconsin, uh, there are a few there are a few traveling organizations that uh, hold uh, camps. Uh, there's Coles, mm-hmm. there's Rubio. I got into the game late, so um, I didn't have many opportunities to uh, go to camps and get ranked, and quite frankly, I didn't understand how it all worked um, up until I talked to other specialists after. I was able to be on the team, but uh, long story short, I play my senior year. I go on a, 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 uh, I go to a game at Illinois uh, as a recruit. Um, I it was the Michigan game, of uh, the 2011 season. Uh, I meet with uh, Coach Koenig uh, for a brief moment, and that was pretty much it. I never got really got a call again. But then there was a coaching change yeah. and, uh, coach Beckman, he made, uh, he made his rounds to some of the local high schools. I went to, uh, Champagne Centennial. So, uh, on his stop, uh, my head coach, um, uh, coach McDonald, he called me into his office and said, and introduced me to coach Beckman. And this was two or three days reserved over, um, two or three days away from him having been hired. And, uh, I, I got to meet him. Uh, that was actually the same day. I figured I was going to learn whether I got into the university of Illinois or school or not, regardless. I told him, Hey coach, very nice to meet you. Is there any way I can follow up with you? Because I can let you know if I'm in the school or not. Uh, and he gave me, um, Alex Golish's, uh, contact information, Alex Golish, um, he was still coaching at Toledo and still had not, uh, jumped over to Illinois. And he wasn't sure if he was going to jump over to Illinois. (laughs) Um, and I sent him all my stuff. Uh, they evaluated my tape. Uh, coach Golish ended up getting hired at Illinois, evaluated my tape. They extended a preferred walk-on spot and I was able to, uh, joined the team in the summer of 2012 and I was fortunate enough to uh, learn uh, behind Zach Patterson, who's a long snapper for Illinois from uh, I think he started from 2012 to 2000 or 2010 to 2012 and uh, just learned a lot, uh, competed for a job, lost out uh, my redshirt freshman year to Zach Hirth. Um, And then my junior, my redshirt sophomore year, uh, Zach got injured. I became the guy. And then um, I never fully gave back the starting job. Now, if I was to give anyone advice of how to go about it, uh, do your research, figure out what uh, sometimes schools have preferred uh, recruiting services um, or camps, like there's Rubio long snapping, there's uh, Cole's kicking camps, which also service long snappers. There's corn blue. There's um, there's, uh, I'm trying to remember the uh, service that Ethan Tebel used, but um, there's, there are various coaches. And if you can put together good film and if you can uh, get the right opportunities, uh, like going to a specialist camp, you should do it because you never know how, it, uh, you don't know what, uh, can happen. And I was fortunate enough to be at the right place at the right time and, uh, get an opportunity.
1: Yeah. It's it's a, it's amazing little mini service industry there. Um, you know, within the football industry, I know Nolan's is one of them. You mentioned Coles and Rubio. Yeah, I mean, there's there's so many of them. But that exposure uh, is just so key, and you never know who could be watching. So you obviously made the most of it, Michael. And I can't I can't thank you enough, Michael, for for this and in your time because I think we've gone through all these position previews and we've had so many great people breaking it down. I think people learn more from this one because it's just a part of the game that I don't think people invest much time into thinking about and probably people in the media like me don't uh, talk enough about. So I'm glad you could give us a lot of insight, man. This is great.
0: Well, I appreciate your time. I'm always uh, happy to talk about (laughs) specialists and uh, give a little light to, uh, give a little spotlight to those that uh, only get it when um, they're the uh, golden boy or the goat. (laughs) Thank you, Michael. Thanks, Jeremy.
1: Man, I really enjoyed that conversation, and and I hope you did too. I hope you learned something from it. And uh, I would say to to some people that might have been, you know, not the greatest athlete in high school, but you want to play football and you're interested in it. If you're a, a young kid who likes football, uh, might want to look into some long snapping. Might want to look into some of these specialist units uh, if you have interest in it, because uh, it can provide a path if if you love the game like that. It can obviously give you great opportunities, not just with football, but uh, obviously with earning scholarships to some of these D1 programs or lower level programs could be a, a good way to, you know, get ahead in life. So uh, thanks to Michael for sharing his story, but also for sharing such great insight into the special teams unit, into Bob Legaschewski's unit that has been a strength. And when we talk about a Big Ten West, okay, that is looks like it could be full of parity this year. There, there's not much of a difference, unlike in the East Division. There's not much of a difference, I think, between one and two and five six and seven in the big 10 west if we're going five six and seven or nebraska illinois and purdue as most people would have at this point or northwestern in there that would be your bottom four i think you feel like those teams at any time could take out maybe wisconsin maybe iowa maybe minnesota right i i I just don't think there's a huge difference i don't think we're going to see a lot of double digit spreads in the big 10 west this year while in the east The bottom three teams this year, Michigan State, Maryland, Rutgers, are far and away different than Ohio State, Penn State, and even if you want to throw Michigan in there. And I think even Indiana would be more what the Big Ten West is full of, teams like that, right, and and maybe Michigan teams like that. Um, So I I think when you have that, such parity possibly, and such even teams in the Big Ten West, you got to find edges. And I think every game, Illinois enters the game with an edge in special teams at least for one more year, because Blake Hayes is as good as it gets. You know, Iowa's got a really great kicker, and and Keith Duncan, Ohio State's always got good specialists as well. But James McCord has proven himself, and he's got a lot of confidence. And then long snapper, Ethan DeBell, we haven't had to call his name. You know, he's he's never a note in the game because he does his job incredibly well as a long snapper. Where Illinois can gain is they can continue to get better in coverage, but they got to find a game-breaker returner. And I think the guy that's most interesting there is Kyron Cumbie. Uh, he, they recruited him. Bob Bogusiewski played a role in his recruitment because Bob saw Kyron being undersized five foot. He's really about five foot six, five foot seven. They list him at five foot eight, but he's incredibly fast. Ran a 10, three, eight, 100 meter dash in high school, which is really, really good. Lovie Smith has called him the fastest player on the team, and he's got the ability to make quick change of direction, put his foot in the ground, and make people miss. And that's what you're looking for. But last year in camp, as a punt returner, he struggled to catch the ball. And that's the number one job of a punt returner is to catch the ball, and then you can do something with it. At kick returner, I think you're looking at Chase Brown, Jakari Norwood. Chase did it a little bit last year. If he's a starting running back, maybe you don't want to do that as much, uh, though they did that with Dre Brown last year. And uh, I think Jakari Norwood, with his speed, can be pretty good in that role as well. Either way, special teams should be another strength for Illinois. And if you're ranking the units, I I think it's the one you're most confident in going into this year, despite the defense and how well it it took the ball away last year and uh, how much you think the offense has room for growth. Uh, Bob Bugaszewski is... is Proven that he's done a really, really good job. And I think he'll continue to do that in the special teams unit. I hope you have really enjoyed or have learned something from these position previews. If you haven't, go back, listen to each, try to keep each at about a half hour or so or under. Uh, This one, actually, the special teams might have gone the longest. Uh, so kudos to Michael Martin for that, and uh, hopefully you learned something from this. I had a blast doing these, and thank you to all of our experts and former Illini players who have come on here and given their time to get you ready. Uh, but that's what we do here at Illini Inquirer and on the podcast. Check Illini Inquirer for the latest news and information on the Illini football team. And, of course, there's a lot of basketball content up there here recently with the Illini pursuing several 2020 pro- 2021 prospects, excuse me, including uh, our newest addition to the 24-7 Sports Network. And boy, I was happy to see this. Eric Bossie joining us, uh, one of the top basketball recruiting guys in the country, been at the other network for several years. Uh, and we lost Evan Daniels, and it was going to be hard to replace Evan Daniels, who's as good as it gets. He's now going to be an agent uh, for coaches, which is awesome for Evan Uh, But we get Eric Bossy, Dushawn London has joined the crew, Travis Barnum has joined the crew, Brandon Jenkins has joined the crew. So we have the deepest and I think best uh, college basketball recruiting analysts, recruiting insiders in the business. And then you add Derek Piper on the line, I beat to that, you're not going to get any better. So uh, just pumped to have Eric Bossy on and he joined in uh, up on the site right now, giving his thoughts on the latest on Bryce Hopkins and Mac ETN. So you can check that out on the site as well. As always, appreciate you listening to the Alana Enquirer podcast. Wherever you find us, subscribe to us, rate us, review us. We appreciate that. Everybody have a great weekend. Take care of each other. We'll talk to you next time, right here on the Alana Enquirer podcast.